genre. Previously, on Immunities. The news stations kept going off the air and back on again. There was some news at first about people getting sick from watching TV, and then they stopped mentioning it. But there was this one woman, Carrie Cray, who kept coming back. Hello. This is Carrie Cray with a new public health announcement. The virus makes some victims paranoid and dangerous, so you should be very careful of anyone who seems panicked or potentially violent. I heard later she was something called an alpha. One of us, but on their side. Who is there? Justin? It's Carrie Cray. I'm here to ask you some questions. Oh. Hello, Mrs. Cray. They did not tell me to expect you. They keep this room in darkness? Generally, no. You see, the lights only switch off just before the door opens so that I don't make eye contact with my attendants. And that's because of the things you know? Yes. Give me the message and I will relay it. No, I must not do that. The message must not spread further than necessary. I believe that I can find someone. Hello. I was told it was urgent that we communicate. My name is Governor Brenda Lee. I wanted a chance to tell the unaltered out there. Some of us understand. We are not all alike. We only want to find a way Sorry, to- Sorry, Candace. I'm getting a signal from my producers that it's time to move on to the next story. Then find someone. Someone who has the authority. And who you trust. Like you trusted my mom. Someone who can get a message to Justin about me. Governor Lee. Yes? I was hoping that you were still in the building. Only just. I'm scheduled to leave for the Capitol immediately. What is your name? Lilia Andreu. I work here. And what is it you wish to discuss? It would be most efficient to discuss it by linking, and most advisable to do so in private. Hmm. Intriguing. And this cannot wait until I return next week. It absolutely cannot. If this is not as urgent as you say, and it makes me late for my meeting with the Department of Energy, I shall tell them to blame you. I must take that chance. Calm down, Ms. Andreu, please. We have enough troubles without anticipating them. Let us find an empty office and put our heads together. Immunities. Episode 4.2. Shelter. Janice? Yes, Carrie? Have you been able to reach anyone at the production office? No, Carrie. I will tell you as soon as I reach them. Would you like me to leave them a more detailed message? No. I need to talk to them. Back and forth. Hear the tone of their voices. Well, I will try. But, um, Carrie? Oh, God. Is Governor Lee out there? Well, no. Congressman Noon is here to speak with you. What? What here? Yes, Carrie. He is right here. On the other side of my desk. Less than one meter from the intercom. 
I see. Well, definitely sent him in. Congressman, I, I thought you were in Washington. Our interview- Was phoned, yes. I do not leave for Washington until later today. But my advisors and I decided, given that my appearance would be voice only, to conduct it over the phone, even though I was close by. That way there would be fewer questions raised as to why I did not appear on camera. Well, I'm not sure I understand. It's been standard practice since even before the truce for altered persons not to make visual appearances on television. Today's broadcast with the escapees was the first... Ah, the heroin broadcast. Yes, we shall discuss that. But we should not depart from our current topic until we have adequately explored it. Explored what about it? Tell me, what percentage of society is prone to alpha wave sickness? Well, one percent of sighted people are unaltered. But a portion of that percent are either primary immunes or alpha immunes. And of course, as you say, many of the visually impaired are unaffected by the sickness. So, for the sake of a vanishingly small minority, we have barred the vast majority of citizens from appearing on their own airwaves. Why? My understanding is that this was a compromise between... It was indeed characterized as a compromise, one which you, I believe, proposed early on. But the acceptance of this compromise seems to have involved the dismissal or ignorance of many other, and perhaps superior, alternatives. What alternatives? For instance, we could keep 1% of the channel's alpha wave free, for the sake of susceptible citizens, and the rest could feature a normal, natural, representative mix of altered and unaltered faces. But I'm sure you know this procedure was formulated during the take... Uh, during the pre-truce period when it was vital to maximize unaltered viewership. And at that time, of course, the percentage of unaltered in our society was much higher, although, fortunately, it rapidly diminished. Yes, for the good. For the good. I am glad that you agree. But now that the number has diminished, and the priority of unaltered viewership is not so vital, strategically, why has this rule remained the same? My understanding is that unaltered viewership is still considered a priority because of the difficulty of effectively communicating our ideals to them any other way. Your understanding. I believe you understate your role, Carrie, for here, too, you have been quite the advocate in favor of the policy. Whenever my opinion has been sought, I've given the answer I felt would best promote the interests of the unity, but I always look to my altered supervisors for guidance. Always? I, yes. Today, your producers gave you text to read. Following our interview, this text directed you to urge viewers to give my ideas careful consideration. Mm-hmm. But you did not use those words. You urged viewers to give my ideas careful thought. Why was that? Part of my job is to use the wording I consider most effective, to use my judgment for the good of the unity. Your judgment, without input from anyone else. I would have sought input if there was time, but in a case like that, when I'm reporting on a developing situation, I sometimes have to make decisions on the fly. 
and your decisions become the permanent record. Not just mine, those of any broadcaster. Just the other day, Ted Nordham had to- Another alpha-immune person, correct? What? Yes, Ted and I are both- And by that definition, another person who cannot truly understand the general will- Well, we've done our best to determine- A leading, I would say, to a rather perverse situation, in which alpha broadcasters must strain themselves to guess- at what the unity requires, while the actual members of the unity, the normal average citizens, are rendered invisible. In the process, coincidentally, creating an alpha monopoly on visual mass media. Alphas are less than a twenty-thousandth of the population, yet, until today, you are one hundred percent of the faces on television. I haven't seen that as a monopoly. I've seen it as a great need, which it's the duty of Alphas to meet, because we're the only ones loyal to the unity who can do it, and my colleagues and I have tried to do so. Perhaps this great duty, as you call it, has been too much for such a small pool of talent, leading to lapses such as that on your broadcast today. Oh, so now you've changed the subject. Should I take it that the previous topic has been adequately explored? Hmm. That sounds rather feisty. Coming from the woman who has just produced the most disastrous television program of our era, I would have expected you to be more meek. Meek. I have always had great reverence and respect for the altered and for the unity, but no one has ever suggested that I be meek. Perhaps they should have. Perhaps if they had, things would be different, but there is a great deal that they, the great unnamed they, have not done. For instance, how does one determine whether a given unaltered person is an alpha? Excuse me? As far as I know, the only distinctions between alpha and primary immunes are self-reported. You say that you saw the light on your first exposure. You say that you no longer see it. And you say that you agree with the goals of the unity. But what you say cannot be corroborated telepathically, as it could be with a normal person. Are you accusing me of faking my alpha status? Being an alpha has made me an outcast, hated by literally millions of people. Please control the tone of your voice. I... I'm done. Good. I can hear you perfectly well at a civilized volume. And your self-identification may, perhaps have turned millions against you, but it has most certainly gained you the trust of hundreds of millions more, and put you in the position you hold, while many more representative and perhaps more qualified people are excluded out of an unrealistic, naive idea of diversity that values minorities highly, and the majority not at all. If I thought for one moment that my work did not serve the unity, I would quit. Carrie, I am not saying that you are unqualified. I am saying that it is not for you to judge. The great silent majority of people on this planet placed a great burden of decision-making on a few, you included, out of hope that this would bring peace with the unaltered. But as Derek Hulroyd's actions have shown, that peace is worthless, because the separates know only selfishness and violence. And as your broadcast has shown... The wrong kind of contact with the separates creates 
confusions in vulnerable minds, confusions that undermine the unity. So, it is time for the general will to assert itself directly. You were very useful in your day, Carrie, but it is a new day. The day of the champions of the normal, average person whose heart yearns for peace and safety and harmony. If you wish to enjoy this day and to see the days that follow, I suggest you concentrate on making yourself useful to us. Very useful indeed. Take this and follow me. A USB drive? Indeed. Give it to Justin when you see him. Where do I find him? My understanding is that the large door at the end of the hallway should lead to his quarters. Huh. I expected guards. Normally there are guards. They have been directed elsewhere. So you did get someone important to listen to you. I believe the less we speak about that subject, the better. What you do not know, you cannot reveal to others, including to Justin. Speaking of whom, please help me to tie this blindfold. Onto you? Yes. I will be taking you inside, and it is important that I not link with Justin. But you're his wife. Our closeness and our ease of rapport make it all the more important that we take every precaution to keep information compartmentalized. Okay. I guess that's on pretty well. Tighten it more. Okay. There. That's done. Now, place my hand on your left arm and lead me to the door. The electronic lock should already be disengaged, so merely pull the handle to the left of the doorframe to trigger the opening process. Right. Take me inside, please. Okay, but it's dark. How do I close the door? That should happen automatically. Hello. My apologies, I was not expecting. Lilia. Justin. It is overwhelmingly fulfilling to see you again. Hearing your voice pleases me greatly. Why are you here? Have the rules changed? The rules have been changed only slightly and temporarily. I am to leave immediately. I only came in order to introduce you to this young woman, Roxanne Scholl. Hi. Roxanne? She is unaltered and immune? Yes. And she has an object to give you. Oh, right. Here. Thank you. She claims also to know information that will help you with your mission. But I must not hear it, so I will leave her here so that you can evaluate it and her. You must decide for yourself whether to trust her and whether to include her presence in your reports. This is most irregular. The world above is not exactly as you remember it. Things are changing. I must go now. I... I hope to see you again soon. Thank you. And I wish you the greatest possible success. Thank you. Roxanne, you see the lever that matches the one that opened the door from the outside? Yeah. Pull it. 
Now, point me towards the open door. There you go. Goodbye. And good luck to both of you. Goodbye. I honestly can't say if that was the most or least romantic thing I've ever seen. Miss Scholl, will you please take a seat? Pardon me, but I have not had a guest in some time. Carrie Cray used to come down here, right? How do you know that? I know a lot of things. That's why we can be helpful to each other. That's why we can make a deal that saves everybody. Can anyone hear us down here? The entire purpose of this place is to keep what transpires here secret. The only information that leaves here is in the reports I write, when I discover something that should be acted upon. Surveillance would compromise this. Good. And so? Lilia said you had information relevant to my mission. Tell it to me. That's not how making a deal works. Ah. You wish to bargain. What is it you want? Freedom for my sister and my father. You are Sylvia Scholl's daughter? Yes. Your father and your sister are altered people? Yes. Then, from your point of view, what freedom can they have? Are we not all slaves of the alien energy, as the Resistance calls it? I've never heard a look. An altered person say something like that. I may be different from the altered people you have met. I have changed myself so as to solve various puzzles that have eluded the unity as a whole. But they still trust you up there, even though you've changed. Some of them do, though I am not sure how many have confidence in my success and accuracy. I have been consulted less and less often since the failure of Mrs. Cray's investigation. Well, then, I guess my question is whether you'd be able to undetain my dad and sister, even if you wanted to. That depends on a great deal of information, which I do not have. Perhaps the drive you gave me has the answer. Follow me to my computer. This is an interesting place, but I can't imagine living here. Lilia said you'd been down here a long time? Our reaction to discomfort and inconvenience is different from yours. I would rather be somewhere else and get a broader variety of sensory input. But I think about why I am here, and that makes it bearable. I... What? The file on this drive says that your sister was detained because she was suspected of being an Alpha Beta. The specific one we are looking for. I was afraid of that. But not only was I not consulted about this, I was not even informed. I am specifically excluded from the distribution list, even though I am supposed to be the key investigator of the Alpha Beta. Why would that be? The lack of confidence we spoke of. Someone has decided that I am not a safe channel of information, so I will not be given the most sensitive data. In that case, what's the point of you being down here? They have already given me many secrets. Even if they cease to do so, it would be too dangerous to let me rejoin the Unity 
while all these matters remain unresolved. But all this... I hate to say it, but wouldn't it be more efficient to kill you? We do not kill one another, even for the sake of efficiency. We value all human life. That is a difference between us. Youch. I am sorry. But being cut off from the unity, I am protective of the altered qualities I still possess. Don't worry about it. With what that guy Derek got up to, this is the wrong week for me to say humans aren't violent. But then, what about Shelly? She's one of you. What are they doing to her? According to this, the order for her arrest came at the federal level, at the suggestion of one of our secured research groups. Presumably, she will be taken to them. Those are the ones trying to break immunity? The nature of their research is secret. So you're not going to tell me? As you said, that is not how bargaining works. You have given me no information, nor even a tangible reason to believe that you have any. If they're one of the immunity-breaking groups, they'll be identified by a Greek letter followed by an Arabic numeral. The number can be any number equal to or less than the ordinal value of the letter. So there's an alpha 1, then both a beta 1 and a beta 2, gamma 1, 2, and 3, delta up to 4, etc. How do you know that? The same way I know that I have to keep Shelly away from them. I know things about them and what they do. Your side may value human life, and so does mine, but when the possibility of getting rid of the look or immunity comes up, the value of an individual person gets thrown out the window. Whether the thrower is a lone psycho like Derek, or some super-secret team of looker scientists. So it is true. Some of the information given to me has been stolen. You're just guessing that it came from you. It's an educated guess, but you don't really know. But you do know that I have stuff you want. So now, we can bargain. Your logic appears to be sound. What are your terms? I tell you what I know about the Alpha Beta. You give me whatever help you can to get my family away from the people who have them, including giving me any relevant information. And you let me go free. But if Shelley is the Alpha Beta, how can I justify helping you set her free? To yourself? To anyone. Okay, I'll add a bonus. You have me locked up down here. If, at the end of this, you think she's the Alpha Beta, then you don't let any of us go. You keep her, and turn me over to the people who are probably looking for me right now. That way... None of the information gets loose. But in that case, you would gain nothing. And if you are as knowledgeable as you appear to be, you could do a great damage to the Resistance if interrogated. I've got a way to make sure I don't tell them anything. What way? That's my business. But it's the same thing I'll do if you break our deal and try to force answers out of me. Hmm. Dealing with you is not a simple matter. Never is. All right. Answer my questions and I will answer yours. 
if at the point where all relevant information has been exchanged, I believe Shelley Scholl is the Alpha Beta, then I will hand you over to the authorities. Otherwise, I will do what I can to help you secure her release and set you free. Do you find that acceptable? Pretty much. One more thing. What? We swear on it. Give me your word. I do not know if you are aware, but the altered do not attach the same value to promises and oaths as you do. We simply tell the truth. Humor me. If you follow the rules of the bargain you just laid out, I will too. I swear. And I will do the same. You have my word. Whew. Great. We have a deal. Now I can see you've got something you're just dying to ask. So have at it. All right. How can you be so sure that your sister is not the Alpha Beta? Simple. Because I'm the Alpha Beta. You. Yeah. Shelly's just guilty by association. She doesn't even know about me. So now I'm going to answer your questions, and then you're going to free us. Gotcha! Hello, Candace. Uh, Mrs. Cray, I, I'm sorry. I did, I did not expect to see you. That's perfectly natural. I understand Kelsey is in this wing of the hospital? Yes. And you're here to visit her? Yes. I wanted to discuss some recent developments with her. But her family and M Molly are inside with her, and I did not want to complicate their visit with my own. Well, it's unfortunate that you had to wait alone, but part of me is glad that things worked out this way. Because you want to talk with me privately? Yes. Everyone wants to talk with me privately. Everyone is very concerned for my peace of mind. I cannot even join the Skylink without being bombarded by well-wishers seeking to give me just a little advice. Well, that, I'm afraid, is the hazard of being a public person. You already were one by being a victim. Then you became more of one by being a hero. And now an even bigger one by being the self-appointed voice of an entire segment of altered society. I said what I felt I had to say in the only way the unaltered could hear me. But what you said could be misinterpreted and used against us by our enemies. The same enemies who gave Derek Holroyd the opportunity to do what he did. Well, Mrs. Cray, I feel that I could have made my true meaning clearer if I had been given time to speak in full, and your station had not switched away from our program to an update on forest fires. What if I could give you a second chance? To really make it clear that you are trying to strengthen the unity, not destroy it. You truly believe that is possible, after the reaction to my first attempt? I'm sure of it. Do you know Calvin Noon? He is my congressman. He's taken a personal interest in your case. The case of all of you who freed yourselves, but also you in particular. He can arrange for you to have time to speak, as long as you frame your approach in the proper way. Would you welcome that opportunity? I do not think my conscience would allow me to reject it. I hoped that would be your reaction. 
Congressman Noon. Governor Lee. Governor Lee. Did you wish to speak to me? I had not planned to communicate with you up here. I sent my assistant, Mr. Eisenhart, to your office to negotiate in my place. Well, I prefer direct communication rather than intermediaries when it comes to important matters. I find that there are fewer misunderstandings that way. And since you had already left for Washington, communicating through the sky seems like the best way to proceed. Speaking of which, I understand that congratulations will soon be in order. It is an honor to have the new Speaker of the House of Representatives originate from our little corner of the country. Thank you, Governor. Thank you, Governor. Congress has been Congress very sensitive to the changes dictated by the recent unpleasant events and apparently decided that I was the best placed person to effectively carry out the general will in these troubled times. This does show the dynamism and responsiveness of our people. They can raise an unknown private citizen with no experience in government to speaker much more quickly than in the old days. Yes. Makes one wonder whether it is right to keep so many people in positions of authority merely because those were the positions they held before joining the unity. Well, I think we have enough problems to address without engaging in change for the sake of change. But I am sure further adjustments will occur when and where the people decide they are needed. Most definitely. So, so, what was it you wished to contact me about? It is a matter of some delicacy, so I would prefer to communicate outside of the link. Eisenhart is fully briefed about it. Then I will speak with your representative, of course. But let us discuss that portion of your request which you think the people should be permitted to hear, and then I will disconnect and listen to the part you feel should be kept from them. I do not wish to keep anything at all from the people. It is merely that some of this is not safe to discuss here for reasons you know well. As you say then, what is it you want as far as you can make it known here? I want you to... I want you to... I want you to... I want your help to... I want your help to... Find Roxanne Shore. Ah, Roxanne. Yes. I am personally acquainted with her, and I understand her sister and father were detained recently in a most unorthodox fashion. Detention is an uncommon thing. Every detention should be considered unorthodox. Yes, but there are procedures. Part of our early reforms were to simplify our multi-tiered system of government by giving governors direct control over their territory. And yet, this detention occurred without consultation with anyone in my state. I was consulted. Pardon me. I meant with anyone in the state government. Can I assume that this action resulted from the information I gave to you after it was given to me by Lorna Gerald? It was. It was. I would have thought that if the information led to a plan of action, the logical next step would be to contact me, who was most familiar with the family and local situation. It was an urgent matter. You allowed the secret name to be communicated to you during a skylink, much as this one. Anyone might have overheard it and betrayed it to the outsider. We had to act before that could happen, to stay ahead of the curve. We did not have time to consult with someone who had spent months with our target right under her nose, and had been equally ineffective at finding her, at stopping the recent kidnapping and torture of our young women, and at capturing their attacker. Interesting. And how did you proceed from there? We decided it was simplest to contact Shelley Scholl while she was at work, order her to surrender herself and three co-workers to accompany her.
And how did Ronald Scholl come to be detained? He contacted her routinely during her journey and then insisted on accompanying her. This proved beneficial for reasons I cannot reveal at this time. But for similar reasons, it is now important that Roxanne Scholl join them as well. But she is at large in your state. It seems paradoxical that your very urgency to carry out this detention seems to have directly caused the disappearance of the person you now wish to find. I can assure you I do not find anything about this to be funny. Humor is a natural human response to the contradictions of life, even in the darkest circumstances. It is a means of coping and learning. A human response, not an altered response. Are you saying we are not human? How human do you think Kelsey Hapchek felt when Derek Holroyd injected acid under her skin? Holroyd's actions were dehumanizing. But it seems your idea of the general will dehumanizes us too, though without us feeling the pain. I'm glad to hear your true opinion of my movement. Fortunately, the people disagree with you. The people are frightened. Their fear is justified, but it is not always the best basis for a decision. These abstractions waste time. The ability of you and the old governing class to endlessly say clever, reassuring things is well known. What I do not know is whether you will help our government to find Roxanne Show. Will you? Will you? Or will you not? Will you not? Mr. Eisenhart will find state police, state records, and state investigators at his disposal. Good. Good. I take it you consider gratitude to be another outmoded human concept? We are public servants. Doing the minimum our jobs require is no cause for praise. Well, in that case, I find there is nothing more to say. You've been listening to Immunities, Episode 4.2, Shelter, written and directed by Bob J. Kester. It featured, in order of appearance, Maria Burnham as Lilia Andreu, Jamie Spaniola as Governor Brenda Lee, Stacey Tappan as Carrie Cray, D.R. Edwards as Janice, Kent Joseph as Calvin Noon, Michelle Limone as Broxanne Scholl, Wesley James as Justin, and Kelsey Jaffer as Candace Majeed. Immunities was recorded by Stephen Moore. Lisa Cohen assisted in development and production. This episode featured Moving On, Erin Ran, Eftrid Dinningen, and Hold My Hand, all by Ars Sonor. You can find more from their prolific but far too brief career on archive.org. The episode also featured Penny the Snitch by Ikebe Shakedown which I cut off just before the good part, so I recommend finding more of their music at freemusicarchive.com and everywhere great music is sold. Special effects are from the freesound.org collection. Other development assistance was provided by Evanston's Firehouse Grill, Backstage, Performing, and Dueling Genre Productions, makers of film podcasts such as the Cornetto Minute about Edgar Wright's trilogy, Spider-Band Minute about Sam Raimi's, and for Patreon supporters, Scott Pilgrim vs. The Minute. Immunities continues thanks to our Kickstarter backers. This episode was supported by Barbara Nunes, Lisa Cohen, Brad G., and Michael Schiffer. The entire fourth season was supported by Michael Hudson, Joshua Combs, Rachel Rauch, Neil Rodman, Emily Marriott, Susan Kester, Anthony Downing, Chris Keberly, and Tony Vega. 
community series images Conformity by Fraun Fraun. That's all one word, F-R-A-U-N, F-R-A-U-N. The episode image is Peace by Kevin Raleigh, a.k.a. Kavisida. You can find other artwork by both of them at DeviantArt. For more information, including a glossary of terms and a list of the sound effects used, check out our website at immunitiesdrama.com. While you're there, you can order a t-shirt or send us a small donation using PayPal. Immunities is copyright 2017 by Bob J. Kester, all rights reserved. This is Bob J. Kester. I hope you'll join us for episode 4.3, Reaction. And I hope your reaction to the episode, see what I did there, will be to review us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter as Immunities Drama, or on Facebook as Immunities. Reviews and social media mentions are great ways to help others find the podcast, and we love hearing from you. Until then, goodbye. Dueling Genre